you protect what you love. Hunting is a life, not a lifestyle, it's a life. This is Hunters to show people how great of a job we're doing for conservation, providing for ourselves all the things you and I understand. I think you kind of owe it to the animal that you're hunting to be as prepared as possible. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the laughs and the time and the experience. We're rolling. What's up, guys? You. Hello. Jordan. Hello. Troy. What about this, um... Y'all get up early this morning and see how foggy it was? I did. No. <laughs> the, here's the, I got out of bed about seven. <laughs> that's right. Hunting season's closed. Jordan don't wake up till 10. <laughs> this, this is What I thought about this morning is, like, I got out of bed and started to think about making sure I had all my stuff together to go to the river. And I said, like, oh, we don't do that today. Yeah, we're not riding in boats today. Today we take trucks and we're at the office. Gosh, I came to the office last week. I know you guys took a couple of days off and I had some paperwork i had to do and i didn't realize how how much different you know the past six months have been for us being on the road and then yeah. being that cop mouth and then yeah. you come here and it's like so what's going on yeah <laughs> i feel so out of the loop it's kind of like starting a new job yeah. again like i pulled up and because there was a bunch we all had like a, a bunch of computer work and stuff and just stuff we needed to catch up on and i like sat down at my desk and i was like i don't remember how to do this i don't even remember well, you can tell it's 2019 because when you come back after being gone for six months, you got to reset every single password. Right. Yeah. And I don't remember the ones I did have no, set. I couldn't even remember I'm my username for some of us. Uh, password illiterate. But I did a, you know, me being the organized person that I am, I knew I had my username written on a folded up sheet of paper somewhere in a drawer. I found it eventually. but You know what was wrong with my cell phone? Remember that day we was flying a drone and it locked up? Yeah. It was It was in some sort of mode. That has to do for blind people. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I brought it to the girl, and she started double tapping on everything and swiping and double tapping. And she says, yeah, most people don't even know you can do this. I said, well, that's news to me. I said, I thought I was fixing how to get a new phone. Hmm. Anyway. It was doing. We couldn't figure out what it was. Dude, what a hunting season. Huh? Holy right? smokes. In some ways, and this really, it might not make sense to anybody else. It might not, it might, but in some ways, it seemed like it went in a flash. And in some ways, I felt mm. like I was at Cottonmouth for two years. You know, you just, Knox, you're not y'all, allowed y'all, in podcast I rooms anymore. Sit I didn't down. I know y'all brought y'all children in here with y'all. You know, sometimes he's more Speaking of children, hey, Jordan's fixing to have a baby come around May time. You yeah. see what he did the smart thing though. When's the due date on that thing? May the eighteenth. Yeah, but that don't work. See? <laughs> I, that that don't work. I know what he's he's thinking that's gonna work for him, but it's gonna shut him down. What he's gonna do, he's gonna come off the road saying, God, my wife said I need to stay home and be homeless because she's kinda you know, she's got depression and not these things are going on, well. not feeling real well. So I'm just gonna go ahead and chill out. And he's gonna hunt around here and not have to work. You know, I wouldn't put him past that because here's a story that not many people know. There was, I think it was two springs ago. It was like the first week of April, and I had been, I was in North Mississippi. I'd got up at 3 a.m. that morning, hunted, and then was driving back to the office. And I get to the office, and George's like, man, Wil- Wilbur wants to go hunting this afternoon, and I ain't seen my wife in like three weeks. Can can you go film him so I can go, go home and eat dinner with my wife? I'm like, sure, man, absolutely. I will do it. <laughs> so I'm filming Will. And midway through me and Wilbur's hunt, I get a text from Jordan, and it's a picture of a dead turkey. Oh, I remember that. It was at dark. Whatever. I, no, I remember that. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Because Lake texts me, he says, you seen what Jordan killed? I said, I thought he was eating supper with his wife. That's what no, he, he told me he was going roost a turkey. 
yeah. to take Jesse hunting the next yeah. day, and he killed the turkey. And he forgets I know Jesse well. Jesse's like, he said what? <laughs> I got home. I said, Jesse, you want to go hunting? She said, no, I'm going to clean up supper. Well, I'll help you clean up and get back. She said, no, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go see if I can climb. I don't more. know. This story's changed. So I've, heard, it's, I've heard like 12 different mm-hmm. versions. And you get Jesse on a podcast and get the truth. That would be about the only way you could ever get it. <laughs> I could tell tales of crappie fishing this weekend, Jordan. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so we could sit here and, you know, chase tails and run well, rabbit we're holes talking about since we're talking about turkeys yeah let's talk about turkeys well one before because i'm bad kickoff man the nwtf the nwtf oh, it is it's um, like opening day of dove season yeah yeah for turkey hunters yeah yeah puts everyone in the in the mindset yeah uh one thing that we have this year that everyone's excited about is we got the new you know we all we talked about the new website a lot because it's got, I mean, it's it does honestly have a bunch of cool features on it. But it has a new for 2019 turkey gear guide. Yeah. And I wanted to hit on this because that's what this whole podcast episode is about. Essentially, is we had a pretty significant a number, pretty significant number of people inboxes saying, "Hey, you know, the one they were asking when the turkey episodes would start. Happy day, they start now." Uh, but two, they were like, can y'all ever just go over just gear? What y'all carry? What do you carry what for? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into that. But definitely, um, if you're listening, you'd want to go to the website and check out the new Turkey Gear Guide for 2019. It has a bunch of stuff that we, you know, are old trustees that have been there for a while. But then it has some new stuff that we're, that we're using this year. Um, I know both of y'all are excited about that the foggy bottom series specifically that snuff tube yeah mm-hmm. I, it's been a, a new instrument to me you know i've always hunted with cuz and stuff and saw him playing on it but i've never actually had one to use and right i'm trying to learn it so yeah. it's all exciting again plus it always it, it excites everyone when we put any call in bottomland yeah and it does look good <laughs> it sounds good too i was yelping on mine all weekend just kind of playing with it like Jordan said, he, him, him, and I both have had the opportunity to work with Cuz, and I worked with Cuz for 16 years, and and to watch Cuz blow on a snuff can, I, I watched Cuz cut on those things, and I think y'all have heard me say this before. It was in Texas one time, it was windy, and Cuz went to cutting, and Cuz will make a turkey gobble three miles away, <laughs> but he cut on that thing so hard he split his bottom lip. Mm. That's Ooh. how hard he was yelping on it, and I'm telling you, he'd do it in the truck and hurt your ears, but. Cuz actually got one of the first runs of one and was yelping on it. And he really, really likes it, and I'm fired up about it, too. It just gives you another – it gives the person that can't handle a mouth call, especially when it comes to the gag reflex, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. gives them the opportunity to be able to yelp on something that's that sounds pretty much like a mouth call yeah. but has its yeah. own unique call. You get call. that diaphragm sound that's right. out of it. And you can have it on your neck, and you, ain't getting, you know, your hands are free, and you yelp on it. Birds come, and you let it go, and bam. Yeah. I'm excited about it just because it's something different to try out, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Jordan. I've never – I mean, I've always known what a snuff tube style call was, but I've never really used one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to try it out this spring. And then there's the – they got the new Foggy Bottom glass pot, mm-hmm. which is, you know, there's – I mean, there's fewer things are more trusty than a slate call. And then they got the uh, the box call this year, What it, the clear cut, the clear cutter. Clear cutter. Clear cutter. I like hunting clear cutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that th- we had that one last year when they were just, you know, working on it, the concept of it. Yeah. And I liked that call a whole lot. But um, I never did get the whole truth of why they came up with that name. I know we, we, we every year we always have a list of names and what everybody wants to choose from. And they 
and they, they chose a clear cutter. So maybe maybe before long we'll figure out why. I'm, I'm wondering if it's just some leftover wood that was laying in the clear cut and went and picked it up and made a call <laughs> out of it. You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. whatever yeah. they did with it, it was good. The definitely like so. You know, all of us, I think, the past two springs at least, we've had a lot of fun with that chicken-on-a-stick decoy. Mm-hmm. And then last, this past fall or past spring, we came out with a surround-view blind. Mm-hmm. So now they've come up with the idea of combining. The wheels the, started spinning the, when that product came out. The chicken-on-a-stick decoy. Combine that with the surround-view blind technology, and you've got the new surround-view decoy. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you won't have to worry about looking over, or around, or under. You just crawl out there, and holy smokes, man, that's gonna it's gonna change the way a lot of people do it, um, especially when it comes to fanning decoys. Um, it's, if, if you go to our website, you'll kind of see what it looks like. It's it's very very realistic. A um, little bit bigger than than the true fan, but. In the past, we've seen that that really doesn't matter. Um, I, I think once they get their eyes focused on it and they can realize and see that it's another turkey, I, you know, some of these turkeys, especially Osceolas, you'll see these 16, 17-pound turkeys, they'll come and fight a 45-pound turkey. Oh, yeah. If, they mm-hmm. they're, if they're mean yeah. enough, they'll fight an ostrich. Man, but the thing is, you know, especially, like, I, for one, I, I know we've had some people talk to us, you know, they don't necessarily like the fanning style for, you know, they say it's a, I don't know, it's a, uh, easy way to kill a turkey, or yeah. it's someone who doesn't know how to kill one's way. It's a you know, it's just kind of a easy way out. To me, I'm always on the end of you know, if you're hunting legally and ethically, and you're having a good time, you're good with me. Yeah, and I'm and, the same way. It's just another tactic. It's yeah. something that we've all watched over the years and learned. And who knows, you know, at this point in time, you hear people saying, "Well, well, goodness gracious, when it comes to deer, turkey, and elk, how many more ways can you kill them?" And before you know it, all of a sudden, somebody looks at the situation or looks at a new way or here's a new sound that we realize hey what's that sound really yeah. mean and we come out with that new sound or a new product to help benefit us when you know you're dealing with a critter that lives there 365 right. days a year yeah and, and in my mind you know to you know and i understand the guys are like man i would just rather sit against a tree and yelp one up do it your way and that's yeah. fine yeah. you know i'm not look i'm not trying to force one of those decoys into your hand but if you say man I like finding them in a field, showing them that fan, and having them run at me. Well, good, do it that way. I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's or if I'm sitting up against a tree in a field, and the turkey's on the other side of the field, and he won't come to my yelp, and I'm gonna give him something else to look at. Exactly. I like seeing turkeys flopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the limit's the limit. Whether you kill it in three days or three weeks or yeah. a month. Yeah. Adjust to your situation. Exactly. And exactly. Then the last one, or the is the new the stakeout blind, which is also with the surround view technology. Yeah that particularly excites me for like early season in the oh, south yeah. when everything's yeah. so open you know because yep. we use state we you know we've had the stakeout blind you know mm-hmm. brad and i used that a lot last year when we were hunting at chicago plantation because we were sitting in those those that timber was so open there wasn't any much growth yeah. yet and so you take that surround view and you still kind of you know you've got windows to shoot through and you can see that thing could be deadly it, especially it, for like youth is. hunters and, and stuff we, jordan and i use it this year deer hunting yeah. Um, yeah, it worked and great on for the y'all. Side of a food plot, and we had no choice but to really use that because there was nowhere else to get. And Jordan came up with the idea. He said, "Man, let's grab the new surround view blind and, and sit behind it." And and we did. And we didn't shoot through the windows. We shot over the top of it because we were videoing. But for yeah. somebody that wants to sit on the edge of a field, man, or you know, even in a, in the big woods, to me, it's another one of those products that's great for bringing beginner hunters. Yeah, especially with kids, you can mm-hmm. sit behind it. They can move around, color, do whatever they want to do, and keep them occupied while the turkeys ain't coming yeah because I, I know how kids can be my daughter was like that and 
seems to me the older I get, though, I got less patience. I want to get up and go, man. <laughs> perfect perfect I, for Jimmy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think a guy's like, uh, I got well, a lot for of Jimmy, we'd that, have to put shelves in it so he can put his donuts and his honey <laughs> buns and his drink. I think a guy's that, um, you know, like my friend, you know, all our friend Keith Polk and guys like that that have kids, you know, a lot of, t- you know, they start their kids hunting in a blind and then they eventually want to get them to sitting on a tree. Well, that's like a perfect little transition, sure. you know. Yeah. Makes them feel like they're more in the open rather than being right. confined to that blind they yeah. can turn and look behind them which with the 360 now the surround view you can look all the way around so yeah but anyway fun new products yeah. uh, another reason to look forward to turkey season and to look forward to the website you know the website came live while we were all deer hunting right if around i'm not January. mistaken yeah so it and when it came live we were like two little kids or three little kids for christmas man we was all checking out the new website yeah. and seeing how they were doing things and it's it's user friendly um i think information wise it's incredible educational wise it really does its job on what it needs to do and for somebody like me that's you know almost computer illiterate so to speak it's it's a, it's a fun website to to tool around on no oh, yeah for sure so to get into the meat of this episode you know everyone was asking about you know gear what we use this that and the other i thought it'd be fun interesting at least to just basically go through like each of us like if you were to take apart not just your i mean obviously your vest is going to be majority of what you have but like when you step out into the spring woods what do you have and why sure reminds me of bob dixon when you say that i never forget years ago we killed a turkey oh gosh only we were in alabama hunting and bob came walking back to where he where we were sitting and he said look at this and i'm, I'm looking all over i thought he and he said, and he's looking down, and I look down at the ground, and, and he, he looked at me, he says, it looks like my vest just blew up. <laughs> Man, it was just stuff everywhere to try to work this one or two turkeys that we were working. It was at Bank Creek, actually, right. down in Jacob, Alabama. And um, the amount of stuff that one can carry, and, and Bob used to not carry a vest back then. Bob always carried, until he started that strap vest, but Bob always carried a fanny pack. Yeah. And it always amazed me, where in the world did you keep all that stuff? <laughs> But he had it in pockets. He had it everywhere. Yeah. And then, they, then that's when we came out with that that vest, that Bob Dixon signature vest, and right. it was one of his favorites because it was light and compact and easy. So, yeah, the amount of stuff you can put in a vest, I honestly believe it's not only a vest. You start finding pockets in places you didn't know you had them. Yeah, I agree. And then you've got you've got the guys that are going to have every. We we have buddies. I'm sure we all do that are minimalists. They're going to carry. Like one call, enough shells, a gun, face mask, and gloves. And then you've got guys that are going to have three box calls, five slate calls, <laughs> two pouches full of mouth calls, you know. That would be Wilbur. Yeah, oh, yeah. At that the start of the season, mine weighs about 40 pounds. Yeah. At the end of the season, it weighs about 20. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, because of us, you got spare batteries. you got spare this. you got spare, especially when it comes to filming. But yeah. right. hunting in general, you know, you think you really don't need all of that. But how many times have you got on turkeys that didn't, work for this didn't work with a mouth call didn't like this didn't like that and all of a sudden i could think of one time um it was uh it was last year and no it was in kansas you filmed us remember me and brad killed that turkey in the rain and had yeah. we not had a gobble to we'd never kill those turkeys yeah mm-hmm. i didn't have one you didn't have one and brad didn't have one yeah. seth had one right yeah i a remember friend of ours we were hunting with and seth said y'all mind if i gobble at him he was sitting behind us yeah and we was like, well, yeah, you might as well try. Ain't nothing else working. And he gobbled, and them things hammered right back. Next thing you know, here all four here of them come. I'm like, sheesh. Yeah, Seth Thanks for us teaching us, Seth. Three full-time Primo's employees, none of us had a gobble to. <laughs> Thank goodness for Seth. <laughs> this is what saved that hunt. Yeah. And we make a pocket in the vest just for that call. Just for that call. Yeah. 
Yeah. Seems it seems like every time I got reached for it, it's a bottle of water in mine or some mm-hmm. squincher. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Yeah. Turkey vest. Gosh, I took mine off the closet yesterday and hung it in the garage. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. What you got in it? Uh, start with. We're going from most important I'm to least ta- important. Whatever order you feel. Just tell us what order before you take off. But I'm talking everything you keep in it. Oh, uh, three pairs of gloves. Mm-hmm. At least five face masks. Mm-hmm. Two or three slate calls. Yeah. Which ones? Uh, I don't even remember. I hadn't looked at my vest. <laughs> I don't remember what's in there right now, but probably a jackpot. I know um, you got a jackpot with yeah. the the glass surface. And I got a slate jackpot. Yeah. And then I got a Hensanity. Yeah. I hadn't got the new Foggy Bottom stuff in there yet. Yeah. But uh, I got those three. I probably got 15 strikers. Yeah. Every Probably two of each kind we sell just because yeah. I lose them. Yeah. Same reason for the gloves and mask, probably. And never somebody's going to forget something, whether it's me or somebody I'm hunting with. So I'm always got mm-hmm. extra gloves, extra, extra everything. And if you are ever that person that forgets it, and Jordan has to loan you some of his, that's he why is, I towed it. He is not soon to let you forget about it either. Oh, I'm it. always looking out for it. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> looking out for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, thermocell. Oh yeah. Big and spare butane pads. They go in there. Those little scent things. Oh. Uh, what else I got in there? Shells. I have a bunch of shells because yeah. I drop those too a lot. Mm-hmm. Those them, they fall out when you're crawling around trying to get by a tree. Right. And for some reason, I never remember, like if I'm set up on a turkey first thing in the morning, all my stuff zipped up. By the time I move or shoot the turkey, whatever. Everything's every, unzipped. Everything's yeah. unzipped, so everything falls out. Uh, carry a pocket knife. Yep. Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Did you say Ziploc bags? Yes. For what reason? For what reason? They put my tags in. Uh-huh. How many Ziploc bags? Probably one or two. Uh-huh. They're, they're gallon size. Uh-huh. Just and how many tags you got? One or two. And how many turkeys can you kill in one day in Mississippi? One. And you got two or three Ziploc bags. There's a breast on each side of the time. Never mind. Just <laughs> <laughs> I do know people have done that, but I'm, I don't think I've ever participated. Good boy. Uh, see what else i got usually a bottle of water squincher two or three oh, yeah. empty bottles in the back yeah always um scratch pads brillo pads i always sandpaper slick, yeah slick stick slick stick um what else is in there i'm trying to think there's no telling what's in there left over from last year i know year. rights were down I, I went through <laughs> mine yesterday i really did i clean you know, i got home the other day from cop mouth and and just it just dumped the truck out in my garage yeah. melinda walks out she goes how long have you been gone? <laughs> Three said, years. Four months. Well, half of my garage is full of stuff. Yeah, right so I, I put everything away Saturday, mm-hmm. and then I started pulling out turkey stuff. Yeah, but uh, what else? I know uh, clippers. Clippers are a big deal. Clippers are huge. Yeah, clippers are very important. Clippers also. and a handsaw. Yeah, I've got all that in there. Probably two pairs of clippers, three pairs of clippers. I have a bunch of clippers because they always either break or lose them. Um, uh, probably thirty mouth calls, and I only use two. Yep. <laughs> For whatever well, you reason, you need backups. Yeah, I'm the same way. Well, I've got a bunch of seconds, you know, that I've yeah. blown and don't. I can't really get exactly what I want out of them, right. which is not that much. And I stick them in a mouth call case and stick them in a secondary pocket in there, and yeah. they've been adding up over the years. 
Because a call that doesn't sound just like you want it is better than a call a that you don't thing. have. It's a confidence thing. Oh, well, you got that one call that sounds good in a truck, and then you get that one call that don't sound good well, in, some in days, a yeah. yeah. Some days I get one out that sounds good, and the next That's day I right. blow it, it doesn't. Or you got a hand out there yelping, and you're trying to sound like her mm-hmm. and can't find nothing that sounds like her. All yeah. different cuts, back yeah. cuts, ghost cuts. That's like me, man. My, ma- my mouth call pouch has so many calls in it, and I think I use the same one all year. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got probably... 10 back cuts this coast yeah. will blow and probably five or six ghost cuts gotta blow them too yeah that's what mine's all either mine's 95 percent back cuts one or two ghost cuts and then a couple combo cuts mm-hmm. see what else i got in there i got a uh, lighter a lighter yeah for whatever reason burning ropes starting fires what i just carry it what are you doing when you're out there <laughs> <laughs> Never he know. starts fires for them hard-headed turkeys. He, Golly. Gets, he gets the right wind and he lights the woods on fire. And Y'all get on the other end. Yeah. Here they come. I'm going to run them to you. It's usually some uh, crunched up Pop-Tarts in there, too. I was getting ready to oh, say, yeah. everybody's got at least a two-year-old Pop-Tart or a Snickers yeah. bar or something yeah. in their vest. Yeah. And I think that about wraps it up in my vest. I don't know, well, vest-wise, well, I know you, you always got a pair of binoculars. Oh, yeah. I forgot about always. that. Always. Yeah, I always carry a pair of binoculars, or even sometimes two so uh, small pair too i got a little small mm-hmm. pair of bushnells i love them i got I mean, a pair of eight, eight powers last year they're not mm-hmm. real big but they're not small either bob dixon bob used to carry a monocular just One, a single monocular he said, yeah thing. yeah it's tiny and light that's that's about all that's in my vest i carry a gun yeah <laughs> yeah which is usually either a stevens over and under 20 gauge or a remington 1187 20 gauge yeah Ever since we started shooting TSS, I've shot more 20 gauge than anything. Mm-hmm. Which, I, if you, if you want to shoot 12, go on ahead. I just, you know, I just started having fun with that 20 popper. Yeah, I, I really fell in love with that little 1187. I bought it for Jesse. I'm sure mm-hmm. people have heard the story. And, you bought yeah. it for Jesse. Just like you're going to take like you Jesse take and shot her turkey. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to stop using her as an excuse. Then he'll start using his daughter to his coming daughter. And like, oh, I'm one day he's going to come back. One day he's going to show up to work with a black eye, and we're like, "What happened? Eight, that eleven eighty-seven kicked me." <laughs> Jesse yeah. hit him with it. Yeah, mm. I really fell in love with that thing because it's a little short youth gun. It's like, a bad little gun. I won't doubt that. Yeah. Well, what about your vest, Lake? Because I, I mean, I've seen you. You're a big old boy, tall, big shoulders, and your vest always just looks like it's just smooth, full of. <laughs> It is good stuff. That's it's it's about like it, a lot of the same stuff oh, that Jordan said. I got what? one more. Uh, toilet paper. Toilet paper's key. All right, no need yeah. to elaborate. We know yeah. where you're at with that. Just uh, to mark his way out of the woods <laughs> like Scooby Snacks. <laughs> uh, so my vest, I know I've always the one thing I've always got a box call in there, mm-hmm. obviously, but I do I switch box calls out during the season. I think like last year. I made it at least half the way through with the tall timber Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, we didn't know it was going to be called the clear cutter at the time, but it was the clear cutter box. And I had that the rest of the season. I really enjoyed that. Um, I always got at least two slate calls. I got the old trusty power crystal and then I got the jackpot with the slate surface. And like the same as Jordan, I've got, I don't know how many strikers more than I need, but I know how many times do we get in situations where we have to, crawl on our hands and knees or belly crawl all together and strikers make a big difference in sound too oh absolutely but i've got a bunch of extras because mm-hmm. i'll either leave them or i'll do something where i snag snag my vest on a limb and i'll have one pull out of there i always want to have extras um 
I always got uh, chapstick uh-huh. because, like I said, in if you're hunting somewhere that's windy, like you know Kansas, New Mexico, or something, get wind burn real bad. So I always got chapstick. My mouth call case is I don't know if I could fit another mouth call in there because I'm that's like I don't know I've always enjoyed using mouth calls so I've got a bajillion of them uh definitely my my favorite one right now is the 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 mossy oak camo series we come out with last year the camo yelpers Mm -hmm. the the one with the um all prophylactic that's in the mossy oak obsession that's my a1 right now but like i said i i kind of change in and out throughout the season i always got shells more than i need because i too i'm bad to leave them or lose them and you never want to get out there and not have enough shells well back in the day when when tss was wasn't as as popular as it is now and and you had to either hand load them yourself or get them from somebody that was hand loading for you they were they were those shells that you didn't hand out to nobody mm-hmm. you didn't give them to nobody hey man what you shooting well, you, you always had, only got four or five yeah, yeah and season. you always had that regular shell and it's like yeah i'm shooting this which you're really not you know it's just a stock shell yeah whatever yeah it's a, it's a, yeah like and i'm i always got uh i always got uh you know in the like the back pouch I always got a bunch of decoy stakes in there, mm. <laughs> or as many as I can have, because I'll lo- I'll lose them too. That's what that bunch of the weight in my turkey vest is spare stuff that I don't want to oh, lose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I always got decoy stakes. I always got more than one mask. I always got more than one pair of gloves. I always got uh, what else do I got in there? I I, I used to not. I'll, I'll credit Jordan for this. I used to not carry binoculars. I used to not just because you know I was like my vest already weighs more than it should. He had to borrow mine one too many times. Oh, gosh. And I had to hear it one too many times, so I started carrying binoculars. Those really do, like, I really, like, I don't go without them now ever since I started taking them. That, that, I've, it, I've, heard, I've learned it helps more than not. It Man, sure does. Even hunting in the woods. Oh, yeah. I'm amazed how much it helps. It's just an extra set of eyes. Yep. There was one time, I don't know, two springs ago when we was hunting on the government land that we wouldn't have spotted those turkeys if it weren't those binoculars because we was in the timber. Mm. And we were like, ooh, there he is, you know. Yep. Luckily, there was enough thicket between us and him. He didn't see us. But, yeah, it. Um, there's so much gear related with turkey hunting. And I feel like it, my, my vest probably stays about the same, like, as far as what I carry. But it, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, I carry a ton of stuff. But you know what, gear is important, but, but preparation and being able to understand all that gear, not not only the mouth calls, but what everything does for you as a turkey hunter. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. My, one of the biggest things I carry in mind that I love more than anything, I carry an extra pad to be able to sit down on. we mm-hmm. got a great one on the bottom of our vest, but I like to put one in my back. That way when I'm leaning up against mm-hmm. a tree, man, there's nothing worse than trying to sit down to a turkey, and you know you might have to be there for a little while and being very, very uncomfortable. And to me, if I don't bring my wingman chair, Ooh. which is pretty much what I carry everywhere I go now. Yeah. I've actually walked back to the truck to get my wingman chair because some setups you know you're going to be there a while, especially mm-hmm. if you're sitting on the edge of a field or something like that. And um, that wingman chair for videoing, oh, my gosh, it don't get no better. Oh, it makes a huge I actually take mine to the beach. Works good. <laughs> it's a great great tool, too, to go fishing when crappie fishing. You're sitting on a bank, just mm-hmm. lay low, you know, mm-hmm. just giving them crappie heck. I've got to where I lay down a lot when I'm hunting. Like lay on my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I've seen him do it. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing. For Bob Dixon used to lay on his stomach all the time on the edge of the field and mm-hmm. stuff. That was a big deal to him. I always mention Bob Dixon, but I, some of my fondest memories turkey hunt was with him. Him and I had so much fun back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun to hunt with. But the, the turkey vest is is becoming it, it. It's a tool itself. 
Um, you know, everybody always says, what's the best turkey vest out there? Who makes the best turkey vest? Depends on what you want out of your vest yeah. Yeah. and how much stuff you're planning on putting in it. And, you know, turkey vest, to me, is an investment. It's something you're going to hold on to for years and years and years if you take care of it. Yeah. And uh, I will say, like last year, the first turkey vest, I, well, I, the first turkey vest I ever got was like a $20 one from Walmart. It mm -hmm. just had like two big pockets. And then first time I upgraded I bought the original Primo's Gobbler Vest. Mm -hmm. Like saved up a couple of weeks worth of allowance and chores money to do that. It but seventy nine ninety nine. It was. Yep. It was. It was. Uh, I, yeah, it was worth every penny. I wore that thing forever. Um, and then so when we got the Gen Twos out, I was using that because that's what I was used to. And then the the rocker just kind of caught my eye because I was like, you know, I've never really had a strap style vest, so I just kind of wanted to try. It. So I, I don't remember at one point I switched to it, but I know I ended the season with it last year, and I really enjoyed it mm -hmm. just because it was less, you know. I couldn't carry as much, which was a little bit different for me, um, just because, you know, there's just different style of vest. Strap style is kind of meant for more someone that's more – doesn't have to carry as much. But I, I was able to get all my essentials, obviously, and um, I really enjoyed it, you know, as far – it has, like you say, in the wingman chair, the rocker has that built-in back support and seat thing. Yeah, if um, you get caught in the middle of the woods on the edge of a field and you just got to plop down and sit, you're there. And you can take that thing and boom, stay there all, all day. Yeah. Because I used that, man. It was it was great. Uh, we used it on the edge of a field. Um, Missouri, I think. We didn't have a tree to sit against. Yeah, you were sitting in the grass. Yeah, and Jordan, I had that. Jordan, Jordan was behind you, yeah. a little bit above you. And it worked. Uh, it worked great. So, it, it's a, like I said, a lot of turkey gear, like you said, it's knowing what fits you and then knowing what, you know, what is more – your preference mm -hmm. you know um and well, that takes just years of doing it knowing what you like and don't like and and you know we as turkey hunters we, we tend to pay more attention to patterning our gun because that's the, that's the thing everybody talks about patterning your gun or how good can i blow on a mouth call how good can i go on a am i on a box call and all the things that we do but some of the other things that you really don't think about and pay attention to which are some of the things you guys talked about is having extra strikers having another box calling it having chalk having sandpaper having scratch pads all the little things that you know you kind of take for granted but mm -hmm. when they're not there you're gonna need them yes. oh little yeah things that are important yeah I, like i said i always make sure i have one a slick stick oh yeah those things man will save you when you know when you're in a bind because it's got the stuff for scratching up your slate and then it's got chalk well, nothing's worse when your box right. call runs out of chalk and you don't have any chalk You're like oh what do i do now and the turkey that you've been calling to has been answering your box call left and right and all of a sudden you go and you get a little drop of water that falls off the tree and lands on your box call and mm -hmm. it goes and then there's nothing there it's like yelping on paper because they've all been those mornings when they won't answer nothing else but one call mm -hmm. and then you're like uh what do i do now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that slick stick can save you in a minute but having some new stuff this year is going to be fun because it's it, don't get me wrong turkey season for us is it's it's a job it's part of what we do mm -hmm. we still love the turkey hunt but as a company that that manufactures products that are, are put together to be able to enable hunters to, to be better hunters it's our job to go out there and make sure these products work right and we you know most of the times we're a year in advance on knowing what does what and being able to come out with that new stuff and show everybody and share with everybody and educate them what works for us and how it's working doesn't mean it'll work exactly like that for you based on where you're hunting but it's fun to go out there and learn new stuff video new stuff and come back and share that new stuff with everybody and, and in today's world of what you're doing here with 
with podcasts and then all yeah. the social media stuff everything's so fresh now and it's able it's fun to be able to show everybody the new stuff to me that's just a, oh yeah a whole new aspect to the to the world of turkey hunting well that and you know the tv shows and stuff we don't when we don't ever have the time i guess to just delve into like this much detail and just turkey gear you know we can touch on some of it but not like what, what's total everything minutes. you have yeah. in your vest you know what do you what are you not going to go in the woods without i just thought of something i have in my vest that i love and that is a turkey toter oh yeah if you got a long way to walk out a turkey toter is it makes it a whole lot more yeah and you got an old style one don't you yeah you put a strap around his head and strap around his foot and you put him on like a satchel yeah see and i've got i've got uh is two or three springs ago first time i went got to go turkey hunting in west alabama and i noticed all those boys when they killed turkeys they was toting them with this leather strap they loop around their head and throw it over their shoulder and i was like what's the deal with that and uh my buddy kurt colgrove made me one and sent it to me so now i keep that in the in the yeah. back pouch and i just carry him like that yeah george mayfield started that that tradition mm -hmm. years ago and george actually still has an old mossy oak jacket um that he wears and if he walked in here with that jacket right now and you looked at the shoulder of that jacket over the, it's got so many turkeys that have been carried on it that that jacket is from the blood and, and everything over the shoulder it's i believe if you if you folded it it would crack <laughs> it's 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 been, yeah. been that many turkeys carried over yeah. that over that jacket and i've actually been blessed to to have worn that jacket once being around him and, and watching him and carry those because you know you see somebody carrying a turkey or grabbing a turkey by their head the first thing you think is this guy know what he's doing right you're supposed to grab a turkey by their feet and george told me a long time ago he said you grab them by their feet they're gonna spur you Grab by the head, they can't get you. That's right. Paul Buskey taught me that. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to tease Paul Buskey about that too. Being up there in PA, I said that's how Yankees grab turkeys. Yeah. And he looked at me. He says, "You realize you in Yankee country calling me a Yankee?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, but that's what we do." It is. It's right though. And like I said, the first time I saw those guys go one of those turkeys and grab by the head and loop that leather strap around him, I'm like, "That's not. What are you doing?" You know. But then I got. I was like, "That's kind of cool." And then ever since he sent me that one. That's how I've been toting them out. Mm -hmm. You know, like it goes back. Everyone's got their own style. There's not necessarily any right or wrong way to do it. It's I've just, seen folks. Heck, I've seen Wilbur dive on them. <laughs> Sometimes you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's in your vest there, T-Roy? Oh, well, let's start from the bottom of my vest working my way up. So on the left-hand side of my vest in the two slate pockets, I got a jackpot, and I have a uh, hand sanity frictionite uh, in there. I'm a... I'm a slate kind of guy. I like slate. I always have. Although I've never been a real big um, friction caller, um, I have them there to to carry me in the times when nothing else will work, just like everything else. And uh, inside of that, those pockets, I also have extra scratch pads. Mm -hmm. Then you come up from those pockets, and you, you have the big zipper pocket. Well, in that big zipper pocket, I got a small pair of binoculars. I got two pair cutters. I got the big pair and the little pair in case you get a hold of um, big branches or little branches. I also have a saw on that left side, which makes my whole left side of my vest way heavier than my right side. Because you're left-handed. Well, I am, and I can reach for everything in there very, very easy on, on my side. Um, and then on the inside pockets, I have three or four pairs of gloves, two or three extra face masks. Um, it kills me we all got yeah, extra gloves and yeah. face masks and you always got that one face mask that's been in that vest for like three years and if you actually accidentally grab it and put it on in the morning you're like yeah oh yeah it's got that Woof. smell to it <laughs> especially yeah. yeah the sweaty smell from the last of the season last year 
Um, if you come up on top of the vest up at the top, we got those little D loops. Mm-hmm. Well, on my D loop on the left hand side, I've got a string that goes to a um, see through call case that we make. And I've probably got four or five turkey yelpers in it. I also have my crow call mm-hmm. tied to that lanyard as well. Those two are on that side. I got one of those two. Forgot, forgot about, about crow call. How did I forget about crow Man, call? I, I am a crow call nut. I yeah, love it. You and him both. I love it. It's it, To me, it's one of the best ways to strike a turkey in the morning, mid-morning, in the evening, anytime. Um, I always work early. It's hard sometimes hard to get them to, to answer a, a owl up in the middle of the day. But a crow call sure saves a lot of a lot of to me it saves a lot of footsteps because i can you know walk down the road 100 150 yards and crow and if i feel like there ain't nothing there i don't hear nothing i'm out there i'm going to the next spot mm-hmm. um if you go around to the other side of my vest i got my box call on my right hand side in the, in the box call holster um last year i had the the tall timbers gabriel we started with it and then i wound up having my um which now like you said we call the clear cut mm-hmm. cutter box call with no yeah you had on that it. one too mm-hmm. yep and then up above that, you got your big pockets on that side, and that's where I keep um, an array of stuff in that other pocket. I've got shotgun shells. I've got strikers. I'll, I keep three strikers. I don't have a whole bunch of them. I've got the triple seven. I've got the laminated. Um, the cutting striker. striker the cutting mm-hmm. striker, and i got the kiki striker. Yep. yep. Um, those three are my favorite. Now, the thing I like about the kiki striker is it's a high-pitched That's my call, favorite. Especially on slate and glass. Yeah. Um, and, and and in that pocket, that both there, I have the three um, strikers, and then I also have shotgun shells in those extra pockets. Plus, I got shotgun shells <laughs> in the shotgun shell loops. Mm-hmm. So I'm like y'all. And my wife asked me this one day. She says, "Why you got so many shotgun shells now?" I said, "Well, it evens out the weight. My left side of my vest is so heavy. I use those shells to even out the okay. weight." <laughs> she says, "Y'all, I've seen you shoot." And I was like, "Thanks, girl. I like that." But um, then you come up above that, up higher, and I got the D loop, and you have that little front pocket at the top, right up, right on your yeah. shoulder. Um, I have another string with uh with a no lose call case. That's probably got ten calls in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you can put more in it than you can put in the see through call case, and it sits in that front pocket, and that's kind of my, my my size that I go to. And then, like I said, in the back, I have an extra cushion, and then over my shoulder, I carry my wingman chair. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going without my wingman chair. No. At first, I was like, man, I don't want to tote that thing. But then after I started sit, sitting in it, I was like, okay, I'm going to tote this thing. Well, getting tired from being up a long time is one thing. But fatigue that comes from being uncomfortable is miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's There's nothing worse than, oh, sleep. man. And at the end of the day, you're just beating. You sit in that thing. If you if, if your legs get sleepy, it's because you probably went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, if you shoot like Jordan and I do sometimes, if you have to chase one down, it's a lot easier to, to yeah, get up get up out of, out of that, that chair. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we ought to do that. We'll put a spring load in them, like a like a um ejection button. Yeah, ejection button, button where when you miss, you just <laughs> come right out of your just seat. shoot you out of there. You're ready to go full sprint. <laughs> oh man, there's nothing worse than shooting a turkey or getting away or what. Even if you kill him, we all jump up, sure, you know, and yeah. run after him. And your legs sleep, and you just fall yeah. over. Face well, you know why that is. And if you watch some of the older videos way back when. And Will first started, and when we were at Mossy Oak, and you know why people, well, we all used to run at turkeys, don't yeah, you? Yeah, because the shotgun loads yeah. weren't as Back good. in those days, you didn't have the shells that were we have now, and you get out there, and the first thing you do is step on them. If they start flopping, you break their neck. Right. You break their own neck, yeah. which was good. And I can just imagine back in the day, I was fortunate when I started turkey hunting, we had pretty good shotgun shells that did the job, but 
Can you imagine back in the day shooting them old paper shells at <laughs> 30, 40 yards and just Ugh. knocking them smooth out? Just well, hoping. One of the first turkeys I ever shot, I did not know any. Nobody in my family turkey hunted, didn't have anybody to teach me how, whatever. I had some duck loads still shot. Oh, my mm. gosh. I, I thought, man, this is killed ducks, it killed turkey. I shot a turkey with it, knocked it down. I went out there and started wrestling around him. He about whooped me. <laughs> the uh, uh, Federal's got the new TSS coming out this year, and we also got the new choke tube yeah. that um, complements that TSS. And y'all spent a lot of time shooting it last year, especially yeah. before the season opened. That's bad. It I is know. bad. Y'all were coming in here with those with those targets, and I'm like, dang it, man. Yeah. It's like with that that jellyhead TSS choke tube, unless you miss, if you hit them. You don't have to run to them. They're just done. Don't, just don't let them get too close like I did in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan needed that eject button spring chair that, that day. Was, that wasn't George's fault. It was mine. I gobbled at that turkey, and he stopped right now. I didn't even know he was coming. But It also wasn't the choker ammunition's fault. No. But, so no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> see, I still get up and run to him out of habit. Like, ask, ask Jordan. I think the first turkey Jordan and I ever shot together, we weren't video, and we were just fun hunting. He got mad at me, and I didn't mean anything in the world by it, but I did potentially mess up his chance because there was two gobblers. One of them mm-hmm. was just further back, and and I shot, and he, turkey fell over, and he was dead. I mean, I sh- that we had TSS mm-hmm. at that point. He was dead, and I get up and run. Not only do I run, but I didn't have my wingman chair, so my legs were asleep. So I <laughs> fell down twice getting to him. Jo- and Jordan's over there. The other turkey's flying off. I finally get to the turkey, and I'm like <laughs> – and George, like, you couldn't have waited for that other one because the turkey didn't even flop. Like, yeah. he was just, I mean, he but was you dead. Know, you, you, sometimes you make a shot that you're 100% sure of. You know, a turkey comes in and you on him and you make a shot. And you've seen it now on video what we all do. Sometimes we shoot a turkey and turn and talk to whoever's filming us. And we sit in that vision when you, you know you made a good shot. But there's those shots where yeah. I call it gob wobbling. When you jump up and your legs are asleep, that's oh, gob yeah. wobbling because you wobble <laughs> all the way to that turkey. Literally. I fell in a creek one time. When I was when I was younger, I shot one, and I was not shooting. The, I mean, I, I mean, it was turkey loads, but it's not like TSS like we got now. And I'd started to get to it, and the turkey started flopping, and I tried to jump, and I me falling down trying to get to a turkey that has not been a one time experience. That's happened mm-hmm. a couple of times actually. But I tripped and fell in a creek, got wet all the way up to my belly button. Got the turkey <laughs> to get the turkey. I got the turkey. That's all that matters. But he, <laughs> I got soaked. That's like getting a blood. That's like getting a black guy in a fight, but winning the fight, you still won the fight. <laughs> you should have seen the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? This is. I mean, this isn't necessarily. I guess like technical, tactical gear related, but I know several guys that they. You know, turkey hunting can be kind of sentimental in some ways, or you know, you carry anything in your vest that's just not necessarily. I mean, it might help you in hunting, but it just has some kind of value to it while you carry it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Troy does. I don't. Mm-hmm. That turkey toter. Yeah. that uh, I just started carrying that about three or four years. I got it from Mossy Oak. Me and Neil Hayes were rummaging around up in the attic one day and found these 30-year-old turkey toters, yeah. a box of them. And, uh, yeah, it means something to me. What about you? I've got I've got two things. Um, one is a, um, it's a rock that Bob Dixon had and I. And we, picked, we both picked up two rocks. Uh, in in Iowa, it would have been probably the third to last. No, it would have been about the fourth to last year that Bob Turkey hunted before he passed away. And uh, I keep that them two rocks with me. And then I also have a um, a, a little uh, necklace that I wear yeah, around my neck. I've seen you wear that. Yeah. My friend Matt Brunson gave me over in Alabama, where I've been hunting since the late '80s, early '90s with Matt and his his family and Kevin. But it is is 
it's a it's a little clay looking deal on a piece of um leather it's got a turkey foot in it and if you look on the back of his or on the back of mine which is he's had it longer but every time you kill a turkey you're supposed to put a drop of blood on it and it's his is his is just covered and, and i said <laughs> how, how do you know he says though i know but mine doesn't have that much in it but i carry that with me and, yeah and i keep it on i've seen you wear that yeah. i get the one thing that i've got that i always have with me is i have a uh when i was in college i will not name the specific the specific nwr that i hunted out of just respect for some of my buddies that still hunt up there but i used to have a printout map of that place folded mm. up and kept it in my vest and i still carry that with me just well, you never know you might have to go back you never know yeah. you never know but i you know it's like uh i that's where i mean I, I hunted you know some public land growing up but when i was up there in college that's when i hunted it more than i did anything because i didn't really have anywhere else mm-hmm. to go and it's just kind of a uh you know, now doing what we get to do, we're so fortunate. We get to hunt some pretty incredible places. It's just kind of a mm-hmm. never forget where you came from kind of thing. But I always have it stuck in one, that big zipper pocket on the right side. Mm-hmm. I always keep it down in there. It's pretty fa- – I don't. if I did go back out there, I couldn't read that map because it's faded on me pretty I, bad. I do have but some I always have it. I didn't have 20 years ago and some pair of eyeglasses. <laughs> I mean, you go to tooling with stuff, especially when you're trying to look at turkey calls or you're looking to see if your breeds are separated. I can't I, – I just – you know, at 53 years old, my sight's gone. Wilbur told me years ago, even before I worked for him, we were um, – I was turkey hunting with him and Brad and Miss Mary. And I think I was 30 – about 38 years old at the time. And he looked at me. I was laughing at him because he had his glasses out. He said, you just wait till you turn 40. And I'll be dang if – when I turned 40, I started – you know, especially in church is the first place I noticed it. I was like, man, how much further I'm going to have to put my Bible on the floor to be able to read this thing. <laughs> and, uh, and and now at 53, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's all those years of looking down video cameras and television screens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know y'all laughing at me, but y'all going to have them one day. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's coming like a freight train. <laughs> I just hadn't hit that point yet. The turkey vest. Golly, it's... Uh, if you do the, the the history on it and look at what the old timers used to carry back to what they carry now is you know a box call and one shotgun shell and a single mm-hmm. shot shotgun now you know if you ain't got all the all the right gear in all the right places you uh you're not much of a turkey hunter in today's world yeah you gotta have everything decoys going. most important thing is you gotta have a turkey to hunt you do turkeys to hunt yeah or there. Can't. I carry one of them around too. Do you bring your own turkey? That way, if they're not there, you just go ahead and let one go. Yep. I'm where you. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Went, NWCF, what? Uh, starts the 15th, right? February 15th, 16th, and 17th. We got to be there 14th yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. 15th, right? 16th, 17th yeah. at the show days. And it opens on the 15th. Yep. Which is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Usually opens about 9 or 10 in the mornings. Goes yeah. until 6 yeah. or 7 at night. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Usually on Fridays, it opens like a. Is it noon or one or something like that? It goes like seven at night, and then yeah. it goes late Saturday night, and then Sunday I think it closes at four because yeah. we all try to get home early. I know Lake and I were in a hurry to get home last year because we were leaving like in two days to go to New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Golly, what a crazy trip that was. Yeah, that show just aired. It did. Yeah, I was coming home the other day, and I was getting gas, and some guy, I heard him holler out at the red light, you recovered yet from that New Zealand trip? You look a little sick. <laughs> I was sick. I'm trying to pull up when the – uh the start times for that for the show because but this got to be on your close. Email, that email that we we sent out uh, mary ashley sent to you it's on there that's nothing google can't handle oh yeah so okay so the show Starts friday, friday friday february the fourth friday february the 15th 9 a.m to 7 there saturday eight thirty to 6 and then sunday 9 a.m to 4 that's yeah. my birthday 
and we'll have a good and, and that, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there but we'll be doing some seminars at the kids village yep. with all the kids will and jimmy are doing some seminars as well and which we got our huge booth which is absolutely incredible so yeah anybody that's uh that's listening right now and, and they're gonna attend that incredible event I, I can remember years ago when it was just something you went to to hopefully you know sell a few calls and now it's just especially being at Opryland, that makes it so much special too because it's oh, such yeah. a nice place to be and nice place to stay you know if a husband takes the family out there and the wife don't want to walk around listen to a bunch of yelping she can go shopping around nashville so it's got oh, a little yeah. bit a little bit to offer to everybody yeah and if you know any of these the new stuff we talked about today it'll all be at that yeah, show every so if you're there you can come by and check it out and see what it's about mm-hmm. have the new dog kennel there we didn't have talks about we talked about that in previous episodes but yeah all the new stuff hey i didn't know that dog kennel had that much room but you and jordan had a bet and the bet was whoever killed the biggest deer this year the other one was going to have to get in the kennel and i can't believe he got you in that kennel you know I must have missed it. You got to do it again. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Houdini would be proud. I'm not doing it again. I shouldn't. I mean, as soon as he shot that Rocker's buddy, the 160 something, I was like, well, guess I'm getting in a kennel. Well, I'd, have been, I'd be honest with you. I thought the bet was going to be like, you got to wash your truck or something. And Jordan's just kind of like, hey, you need to get in that kennel. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm watching this. This is going to be good. Yeah. Well, it held up. Durability test. I had that thing maxed out. <laughs> oh i think we about covered all that we can cover it's for for now we'll keep them coming um guys i know that yet we've so many people are asking about turkey episodes well from here on out that's that's what you're gonna get we're planning on recording a bunch of them Knox, you have an itch you can't quite scratch yeah, buddy i mean literally for us well for for south florida you're a month away yeah from turkey season yeah it's about go time and uh i miss not we're not going to florida this year i miss not going down there i really love that part of the country it's kind of like People ask me all the time, what's your two favorite places to turkey hunt? I love South Florida and I love New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I love them too. You can take everything else away. That's the two places I would go hunting if yeah. I could. South Florida is special. Ain't mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Yep. Anyhow, guys, as always, uh, I'm sure with the start of turkey episodes, if y'all have any kind of turkey-related questions, never, never hesitate to send them in. We'll cover them on this. If you're going to the NWTF, hope to see you there. Come by the booth and talk. Check out some of the new stuff. And, yeah, that's all we got for today. Thank you all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.